Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app, proud sponsor of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable. Contrary to popular belief, I'm not on my way to Sunday school, but I am praying <laughs> for a Kyler Murray extension, and that's why I'm here to talk to my two faves, Bo Brock in studio, Mr. OG's himself, Frank Sanders, Number 81, show me the money. Gentlemen, good to be hanging with you back as I, um, you know, I, I'm hopeful of a Kyler Murray extension. I know we're going to talk about that today, but Bo, first of all, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. I mean, you and, and Cliff Kingsbury both praying for that deal, so maybe take a little heat off of both your seats, and uh, we can focus on other things like the Arizona Cardinals filling some holes, getting ready for this 2022 campaign. Frank Sanders is saying, show me the money. You're talking about K1, aren't you? Oh, without a doubt, the money is on the table. I'm, I'm, I'm off the boat and the bandwagon, man. I'm not going to be afraid no more. I'm just going to stand the test of time and believe that the Cardinals are going to pay my money. I'm the conspiracy theorist on, of this bunch, and I say some really, <laughs> really wild stuff sometimes, JV. No, nah, not Frank. Frank yeah, no, no. Now, you crap on it. Yours just come to pass. So here's, here's the problem. I'm looking forward to it. It's the British Open week. Tigers playing. I'm happy. I look, hopefully... Hopefully this will be another good week, man, that we get to see Kyler Murray get paid and we can go ahead and move past this conversation. Absolutely. I echo those sentiments, Mr. Frank Sanders. Welcome, everybody, in the comments, in the chats. We're excited to talk Cardinal football. Hopefully you've been locked into Go PHNX, PHNX Sports on YouTube all day as the DeAndre Ayton, Kevin Durant saga continues to unfold. We just got too many stars to cover here in the Valley, here in Phoenix. And we're going to talk about K-1 off the top, our biggest star for the Arizona Cardinals, specifically as it relates to will he, won't he have a new contract by the time training camp kicks off for veteran players on July 26th. We talked about it on this show. We were hearing that progress was coming in the form of a new deal. Uh, I think that was right around the end of June. Then we had this tweet this morning via Jeff Darlington, of NFL Network, he put this out, something I mentioned on SportsCenter this morning, according to Jeff Darlington, I wouldn't sweat the Kyler Murray contract negotiations. Based on my conversations, talks are going smooth, and getting a deal done before camp remains a very reasonable likelihood. The drama of February feels long in the rearview mirror. Again, uh, I misspoke there. SportsCenter, ESPN's Jeff Darlington, once upon a time, was with NFL Network. Bo, you see that? Can we... Can we take a deep breath here? We got training camp less than two weeks away, or is it one of those things where you're not going to sit tight until it's actually done? No, I think this is the status quo now for the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, it's inevitable at this point that he's going to sign the deal. And Darlington points out, you know, February seems a long time ago and the, all that drama. But even then, like I maintain, like this never hit like DEFCON levels at all, not even like DEFCON 5. 
I mean, there was a lot of drama. There was a lot of things that we could report on, and it was exciting, and it gave us things to talk about during the offseason. But the likelihood of Arizona, of the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray ending in divorce was very, very low. Like we, I mean, I know, Johnny, you love to kind of ride that wave of emotion, and, and you'll go up and down on this thing. And But I, I, I felt, and then you can look at the receipts on Twitter, like this was going to get ironed out. This was just business. This was just two parties trying to angle for what they wanted, Kyler Murray's crew, it looks like they wanted to get this deal done in year four. And the only way they thought they could do that was starting the negotiations back at the end of or Super Bowl week. And they've done that. And now here we are. And Kyler Murray it really seems like he it's imminent that this deal is going to be announced and Penn's going to be put to paper eventually by training camp, it seems like. And uh, we can we can say, well, what were we doing for the last couple of months? Don't feel like your life was a failure. Don't don't do that. Okay. This was this was not nothing, but also this was this was also, you know, how the the NFL can be ugly as far as business goes. I have to go. I have to say that you have definitely stayed stood the test of time on saying (laughs) the deal will probably get done in June or July or someone right before training camp. You've definitely said consistently that this is typically what happens. I agree with you. I still say that this is the same office that that traded the first round draft pick like it was nothing they hired a new coach they got rid of him they 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 drafted a first round quarterback first round draft pick quarterback and josh rosen jv and they got rid of him too so it it let me know they still had a bunch of options on the table no matter what it looked like the contract and now the new money that's on the table the sean watson guaranteed 230 million dollars and now you're having to pay another young stud stud quarterback almost similar having the similar conversations it made me feel very fretful. The, te- the text or the tweet that came out this morning does not give me ease at one bit. The only thing that gives me ease is you because you stood the <laughs> test of time and you continually said that this deal is going to get done. I still believe that these guys out here shopping and willing and dealing and trying to find the best thing that they could find because I still think just in the back end of this crazy conversation, Bo, mm-hmm. is the fact that I'm not sure Michael wants to pay that amount of money. I'm not sure that these guys are familiar with what it feels like to have to ante up that kind of money. Well, how long is the contract? What will it be? Three years, five years, seven years? Hell, we can get into Patrick Mahomes, a 10-year, $450 million contract, and have that start barking up the tree. So I know we'll talk about it, but JV, you was left for a second. You're back. You know, when you use the parents' internet, it's always it's always a little <laughs> dicey, right? As is, you know, you come and go just like these contracts. Did, did your dad get on the phone? Is that what knocked you off? Got on the rotary <laughs> phone. Yeah, he got on the rotary phone. He had to call, make a call. No, man. no, no. I, I have been back and forth throughout this entire saga. It started in February, right, where the scrubbing and the Instagram, people thought it wasn't legitimate. We on this show made a point to say, no, this is real. He's upset. We've gone through the ups and downs. I was incorrect. I did not think he was going to show up to any offseason work without a new deal. For a sign of good faith, he was there. He was there for dabbles of OTA and minicamp and that kind of thing. And I think he'll be there the 26th because I think he <laughs> he will have a new contract in place. Um, we, we've talked about it at nauseum. That contract probably is going to be somewhere between $44, $45 million per year. Dial up internet. More than one people made that joke. That's good. <laughs> love hearing it. Love to hear that. Um, Kyler Murray to me is their one kind of trump card saving grace because it's been such a very, I don't know, polarizing off season. You signed Jeff Gladney. He's your only external free agent that you signed to a multi-year contract. Passes away. 
abruptly. You make next to no moves on top of that in free agency. You trade your first round pick, as Frank mentioned, for Hollywood Brown, a move that we like collectively, I think, but it caught a lot of people off guard, right? You re-sign Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime, two robust contract extensions, right? You get rid of Jordan Hicks. You've got issues with Rodney Hudson. I mean, it, they have had better offseasons in terms yes. of and it may not matter this fall. They may still make the playoffs. We think so. Vegas thinks they're a borderline playoff team. But you need to put a bow on this situation, on this offseason, with, with an extension for Kyler Murray. And at least tell your fans, like, guys, hasn't been ideal. We're going through some stuff. We, we, you know, we're once upon a time tied up against the cap. But, Bo, we, we've got a quarterback now for the first time in franchise history, who's 25 years old, that we've drafted and developed, and that we're signing to a, a, a mega extension that other organizations pride themselves on. We're a big boy franchise now, and getting this contract done, I believe, signifies that. Yeah, I mean, I agree with it. And, and what, to Frank's point, as far as Michael Bidwell having to kind of swallow and really put, you know, get put his credit card down on the table and pay that bill, you know, he's going to have to do it. And then it's just like, welcome to the club. You finally, after years and years of futility at the position, at least drafting and developing, uh, you you finally hit on one. This is the guy, and here, and this is what it costs to kind of play in that sandbox. For, with, with a guy like Kyler Murray and his skill set. And as to Johnny's point, like this is after a bizarre offseason, one of the most yeah. bizarre we've ever seen, that you could you have this ace up your sleeve that can get you to 21 and everything is all null and void, like that will appease the fan base. Everybody will calm the F down and you'll say, okay, we got him locked in. This is the guy that's going to give us the ability to, despite our holes all over our offense and defense, more on the defensive side, is going to be able to give us a chance to win and get back to 11 wins, get back to the postseason from back-to-back years. Uh, you know, then th- it's, it's going to help out. It's going to be a, a big helper for this, this organization, Steve Kime, Cliff Kingsbury, and, you know, wh- kind of sheds light on why they got extended and, and working up to this moment uh, on this really odd offseason. Look, Johnny said something I thought was pretty cool. He said, "Welcome to the big boy league." Like that's that's where that's where we would be going. That's what it because is. Yeah, you start offering that kind of money to your quarterback, you lock in, you lock him in. Uh, JJ in the chat said, "Man, which was what was our you know last quarterback with the with the largest extension?" And I'm Jake Plummer. No. Well, I mean, I mean home, Carson, homegrown quarterback. Yeah, homegrown. Carson Palmer was yeah. making top three money, but he didn't have he didn't sign like a and that, he's not going to sign was, a five six year old extension like top paid quarterback at his position. I mean, you know. this this is an organization. Once upon a time, they went to a Super Bowl, and in that offseason, Kurt Warner was a free agent, and they let him visit the 49ers <laughs> in the division because he wanted a pay raise, and that was under Michael Bidwell, who I love, and I think they can win a Super Bowl with. That that happened after they went to the Super Bowl. So I to answer your question, um, Jalen I or um, JJ, I would say it's probably did Jake Plummer Frank sign a second contract with this organization? Yeah, he did, and that and that that was that's the last one. Then it was ninety eight. Was ninety after we went to the Super Bowl? I was choosing went to the playoffs in ninety nine. He got a new contract. We let and when he got a new contract, we let go uh, Lomas Brown, uh, yeah. Jameer Miller, Larry Sinners. <laughs> A couple Hopefully other guys. An omen of what's to come here. <laughs> we did. So it's, it's 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 a crazy conversation, but I'm gonna I'm still gonna rock the boat with my boy Bo. Bo, I believe that Bo stood the test of time. JV, you and I did our best, man. They they this this deal is going to get done. I'm just I'm still shaky a little bit in the conversation about 
the length of the contract, how much will how much will the money how much money will it really be now? Considering the fact that we're trading in new water with guaranteed money for quarterbacks, and that's something new. Of course, that to me makes me fearful of this deal possibly not possibly not getting done before before training camp. And, and I think that there are some very v- real fears as, as far as locking in quarterbacks to these deals because like history hasn't been kind to to the quarterbacks and the organizations that have signed Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, uh, Deshaun Watson to these mega million extensions because they haven't made it through those deals. Not, not a single one of them, you know, we'll see. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes will be, you know, the outlier on that. But for the most part, it, they've been rough deals. And that's the whole thing. It's like, Frank, you sent the uh, to our email as far as, you know, all the big money contracts that are out there. The the biggest thing here for Kyler Murray and how the Arizona Cardinals are going to make it work is what it's going to be his cap hits going to be going forward. Because when you see, like, don't get thrown off by the sticker price. It's going to show 260, 265, you know, so much of it guaranteed. But what's going to be the most important thing is how Steve Kime's going to be able to build a team around Kyler Murray and how much a percentage of that salary cap he's going to take up. Because if Kyler Murray is your franchise quarterback going forward, you can always kind of move that money around to where he's not taking up all the cash in order to build this organization. So that's going to be the biggest key when this number comes out because people are, it's going to be eye-popping. It's going to, it's going to make people gasp how much money he's going to get, but you have to keep in mind how much he's going to make 2022, 2023, and then how much wiggle room you have to have after that. The only way it doesn't work is if Kyler Murray folds like a beach chair, you know, this year, next year, and you can't, you don't want him as your quarterback any longer. Yeah, and I would I would just say if Kyler Murray plays 17 games, they're a playoff team, and I feel like that ranks true most years. In lo- as long as what you mentioned, the roster doesn't begin to deteriorate, and I think that was the case. Like Jared Goff was very much a, a product of Sean McVay, and we saw that, and we saw the physical traits as opposed to Kyler Murray. Carson Wentz was a turnover machine. He was what he was. Like we've seen Kyler Murray, and when he and when he's healthy and when he's playing, he's a top five to seven quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. So if that's what you're getting, then I think, it, you know, the, the contract that will take care of itself. I also think, you know, you look at overthecap.com, his contract hit this year will go down when they extend him. They will, they will save money this year. Next year, his contract hit is right around $29 million. I don't, and that's on, you know, his fifth year option that they won't pay him because he'll new, his new deal kick him. We will not see the ramifications of this new extension, I don't think, for two more years. I think it'll great. probably be into the 2024 season. And by then, hopefully you've had two to three robust, you know, series of drafts and off seasons. At the end of the day, I mean, Bo, you said it like they, they need to draft and develop better. And I think what we saw this off season was a prelude to that. And we're going to talk about Rodney Hudson here in a hot minute. They have been burned by free agents. They have been burned by veteran free agents. You know, with everything that's going on with Rodney Hudson, everything that went on with somebody like Jordan Phillips, everything that went on last offseason with Malcolm Butler, like they would prefer not to dip their toe, and we're seeing it right now, into the veteran expensive free agency pool. Michael Bidway and Steve Kahn have been on the record saying, hey, these, these mega deals in free agency, and they had a bunch of math to support it. Like they don't work out over time. Like, you know, we may have been critical of Jordan Hicks from time to time. Like that that's classified as a hit in free agency. You know, Jordan Hicks, you got a lot yeah. out of him for what you paid for him. They want to be known as the team that hits on draft picks, extends draft picks, and that's how they they build their infrastructure and the occasional trade, like the occasional Hollywood Brown trade or the occasional Chandler Jones trade, right? That's the space they want to play in. But to get to that point, 
and to be solely reliant on that. Who let that man on my program, <laughs> on my heck? show? I saw the zoom out and I thought to myself, they're not going to do it. But we welcome the general manager of PHNX, yes. Saul Bookman, fresh off of PHNX Suns, here to hijack our programming. What do we owe the pleasure, Mr. Saul? Well, you know, first, uh, I just needed to come on the show because I feel like I haven't said this for a while because Shane usually is the one that says, actually, you're the one that usually says this, but I wanted to be like, I miss saying you rat bastard to Johnny. Uh, so there's that. Also, I haven't seen Frank in a long time. I miss talking Cardinals. The season's about to come up. We're going to start the tailgate show in a little while. So I was like, you know what? I'm here. I'm staying late. Let's make a cameo appearance. What? Why the hell not? Well, we would love to get your opinion. We're excited to hang with you. Let's do it. Uh, we're going to talk about Rodney Hudson here in a hot minute, but I want to remind everybody right now, DraftKings has a special promotion ongoing. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX right now. I believe Kevin Durant is still the favorite to end up in Phoenix uh, at minus 105. Uh, Mr. Bookman, would you care to comment on that on the card show? Is that a wise investment to take your $1,000 via DraftKings, your risk-free bet, and put it on Mr. Durant and up in the Valley of the Sun? I would say no. Uh, I think it's just going to be DA coming back to the Suns, and that's it. But we're not here to talk about the Suns because I've <laughs> talked about them enough today, okay? I'm just, I'm just so done talking about KD <laughs> and DA and the Suns. Like, we had a fantastic show today. But I want to talk about another team with other controversies. So let's go. Jordan P already tickling at the heartstrings talking about (laughs) uh, uh, Trey McBride. Trey McBride is uh, beautiful right now. He's fantastic. He's living the dream. Uh, He's going to be ready to go for the season. That's Trey McBride, Mountain West Male Athlete of the Year for all sports. uh, Newest (laughs) member of the Arizona Cardinals. Best tight end Uh, in the draft this year. I feel way yeah. better about this offense because of that. He's the male. Just that, right. that, that alone. Not the SEC. You guys are sleeping on Trey McBride. I'm telling you, Trey no, McBride is going to lead all rookie tight ends in receiving yards easily by, by like three or 400 easily. By we getting three see. or 400 receiving yards, which is good. It would be great. It would be great to be so. I really don't like those negativity right now. Yeah, but we don't need that negativity. (laughs) I'm not slandering him, but at the same time, I think we're right where we need to be as far as Trey McBride. Between between, uh, Zach Ertz and Trey McBride, they will have well over 1,000 yards receiving, not even close. That's something that you might be able to dabble in on DraftKings as the season approaches. Again, use that promo code PHNX, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Well, we have a bunch of great sponsors here at PHNX, one of our new faves, Four Peaks. You may want to dabble in one in terms of preparing yourself for this next story. We go from a positive to "Eh, this doesn't look very good. Uh, Rodney Hudson has been MIA the entire offseason, gentlemen. And uh, Bo Brock, the Cardinals put out a tweet that leads us to believe that he's not coming back anytime soon. Yeah, what the hell is their social team doing even tweeting this out? I, I know they're trying to draw attention 60 days to kick off. But <laughs> why even do it with the offensive line when you have to oh, make yeah. this glaring omission of keeping number 61 Rodney Hudson out of the graphic? If it, if, if it was 61 and you had Rodney Hudson there, or if you had a number 60 
of those in those offensive linemen. But what are they doing? Why don't you just go to a different group, do a different position group, or just put 60 up there? Why put this out unless they're trying to send a, a social message to Rodney Hudson and his crew? Uh, you know, it continues to be something that that we've been talking about. The odds of him coming back are slim. I'm surprised we're sitting here, you know, just a couple of weeks away from training camp, and they don't have any solution, any backup, nothing at the center position for this team going forward. You're about to lock your quarterback into just unbelievably huge contract extension, and you're not going to have anybody protect him, snap the football. It's it's head scratching to me, and it continues with the fact that why the hell they would even tweet this out. Put your defensive ends on there. Put any any other position group on there. Don't do the offensive line without Rodney Hudson. Don't know if you're familiar with my brand of comedy, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to dis-a-fucking-gree right now. Uh, I am here for the Rodney Hudson slander. That motherfucker <laughs> put this team in such a hole unnecessarily because all of a sudden now he wants to retire? Get the hell out of here with that mess. You should have done that a long time ago because you completely screwed the team. You absolutely screwed the team. It's not the team's fault that you decided to quit on them. And, and hey, listen, if football's too much for you and it's too much of a, a burden to carry right now, cool. That's fine. I don't know what's going on in your personal life. I don't care. You got to do you. You got to take care of yourself. But there's a professional way to do this, and Rodney Hudson did not go about that the professional way. It's a freaking travesty. And for somebody who's been in the league for a while and seen a dysfunctional organization like the Raiders to come over here and do this in such a classless manner to the Arizona Cardinals, fuck them. <laughs> Who's going to follow that bus? <laughs> Shit. Now... <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. Here's the issue. <laughs> I, Frank's he, face was me more on that on that, that reaction. Oh my god. I I think the the Cardinals are not without blame in this scenario. I'm going to tell you why. Okay, for a couple different reasons. Number one, did they properly vet him when they traded for him or almost traded for him when John Gruden was trying to kick his ass to the curb and trying to cut him? He had his eye going back to Kansas City where he started his career. It's well-documented. So the Cardinals flipped a third for him, knowing that he would not have picked them in free agency. Sound familiar? They had to trade for him. Then they got him here, and he liked it, and they extended him. And they gave him a bunch of money. He's supposed to make like $10, $11 million this year. He's under contract for two more years. He's making – it's a top-five played player on the team in 2023. When you made that extension, what what was the mood like? Was it like – hey, I'm ready to go, I'm going to do this, or, yeah, we'll just maybe take it year by year. I would push back. This is an organization. And Rodney, you know, it is what it is at this point. Players retire all the time. This organization has not been able to draft and develop offensive linemen, it's what, since the early 90s? I mean, we just talked about Lomas Brown. but He was a free agent. He's one of the more uh, offensive linemen of note. They did not draft Creed Humphrey, and he's been a star. Right. And Kyler Murray pushed for Creed Humphrey. They did not draft a guard or center in this year's draft. The offensive line is made up of four free agent outside additions, none of which are under contract next year. If Rodney Hudson goes and and DJ Humphreys, who is also not under contract. This is this is a I think it outlines a bigger problem that they, they do not have a quality pipeline of offensive linemen and such. They are being held hostage now. By a player who's just like, yeah, I'm in my early 30s. I think I'm done playing football. That's that's what I believe is what's happening. And Kime should not be without blame. And I see fans on Twitter, and I understand the emotion, are taking it out on Rodney Hudson. 
like my man Saul Bookman. But it's like, eh, this this team has no quality offensive linemen in their early to mid twenties. They don't have any. Yeah, but what's the issue? Why doesn't Rodney Hudson want to come? He just lost the the, the passion to play, or does he have a problem know. with Sean Cougar? Does he have a problem with Kyler Murray? Like, why why walk away from ten million dollars? Can we confirm that he's not? He's retired. I, it's all but confirmed. We okay, were told so. that, and we've talked about this on this programming. When everybody said you're making up shit, Johnny and Bo, it, we know that he told the Cardinals he plans he's planning to retire. And real quick, we have this video of Cliff Kingsbury. You guys remember this? I'm gonna play this real fast. This is Kingsbury on Rodney Hudson's no show at the end of the offseason. No update. Um, we're working through something with him. As soon as we know, we'll, we'll have that update. Um, not excused. Piss, piss the fuck off, right? That's somebody who's not happy. He's slamming the table with his hand, not excused. It's just like, hey, Rodney, you took our money, and we you got a nice signing bonus, and now he's done playing football. And I now mean, hey, to block Aaron Donald. again, I'm cool with the fact that he wanted to retire. But, dude, you had four other months to make that decision. You had to wait until we get to training camp before you were like, oh, yeah, I remember how much this sucks. No, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, especially with what was rumored, what they were looking at before they made the trade for Hollywood Brown. There was a there was a top interior offensive lineman on the board that ended up yep. going at their draft spot at 23. And they are also rumored to look at a position at 55 where they go with Trey McBride instead. I mean, I'm sure that the team thought at that point that they were getting Rodney Hudson back because otherwise they would have been looking for his his successor in the draft. I don't believe – go ahead. Go ahead, Frank. The sad part about it is that we lost Rodney last year. COVID and then a couple little things, and we and we saw the, we saw the impact of that. And we should have been making adjustments. That should have been one of the top things we should have been addressing in the draft. I mean, Dave, DA made a couple of great points about some people that he thought should have been picked up. And he still, he still wanted D, he still wanted edge rushes and, D, and, and, and interior linemen. But that, that has to go back to the part where Kime knows that we, we were missing a player, Saul, in regard in regards to when Rodney Hudson wasn't playing, we were the offensive line was not a better offensive line, and that showed consistently. But my only question, I asked the question, one hundred percent, did we know that Rodney is retiring? Is because players don't want to go to camp. They don't want to go to training camp. They don't. And when you get to the stage in the game, you don't. If he doesn't tell you guys that, he's going to be forced, and if, and whatever the conversation comes out, he's going to be fined, and the money is going to be on the table. That's a part that I do know. So my only question on this part, JV, is one thing is that does anyone know if, if he's training or not? I, if he's training, if he has a backdoor, a secret trainer somewhere, and he's training, then I would believe that he's not retiring. I believe that he's trying to figure out and that he's putting himself in a position to get his body in shape, but that he will that he will come to camp late instead of early. What do you think he's hiding out in his dojo or something? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've yeah, talked yeah. about this that, man. Frank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cliff do. Kingsbury <laughs> is about as pro player as they come. That reaction. Almost to a fault. Almost to a fault. Yeah. Cell phones and all that other stuff. Oh, I know other coaches that are worse. Wow. <clears throat> Monty Williams. Sorry. <laughs> that, that's that's <laughs> a different Jeff Hornacek, though. I mean, it's, it's, he's not going to have somebody throw a towel at him. And I have a hard time believing Rodney Hudson, if he would have gone to Cliff and Kime in the, and just said, guys, I'm old. I want to play this year. Give me just some extra time to get my body right. I can't do the rigors of the offseason. I love you guys. I'm going to show up in like early August and just do some hanging. Shit, like how many – Jordan Phillips takes every offseason off, but he just is in the training room. I, I believe – He takes every regular season off too. That's right. 
I believe the Cardinals would have been like, no problem, Rodney. Do what you need to do. Oh, no, you September, can't set that precedent. You can't let yeah, anybody. He's, he's just... their best player. They're doing it with Kyler Murray. No, you're, they you're, did it with no. Kyler Murray. You can't. September 11th against, against Kansas Frank, City. Can you imagine That's if somebody did that when we were playing? You can you imagine? I... All I care guys, about is. And, and what 11. they have right now, with how these guys have it based upon the mental health issues that they're talking about, these guys have a little bit more carte blanche and freedom to kind of make decisions like that. In my time, that would not have happened because guys have been pissed and pushing them around and calling them pussies because you didn't show up for me and that kind of stuff. Excuse my language. That's that's what they've been doing. But I say, I say this respectfully. If I just believe that, you know, this guy, there's something about not wanting to retire, but your body saying you have to retire. And there's also something saying that if I have the time to get my body in shape, I can do that. One of the guys in the chat, uh, brother, said that, you know, he did tell him. And, again, we have to look back and say, well, Kyle, why didn't you fix this problem? Why didn't you go out and get, you know, go out and get appropriate, make appropriate decisions, whether in via yeah. draft or in free agency, to immediately solve this? And if he came back, you won twice. And if he doesn't come back you and you don't have nobody to replace him, you screwed yourself. And I think that's where we're at right now. Right? That's a great point by Frank Sanders. Nothing is preventing you from paying J.C. Treader right now. Assuming J.C. Treader wants to play as the president of the Players Association for the NFL, you could sign J.C. Treader. And then also, just if Rodney shows up, hey, that's great. And J.C. Treader becomes your sixth offensive lineman. He's making money. He doesn't have options right now. I do believe Rodney Hudson is, is planning on not playing this year. And I think that caught the Cardinals by surprise through their fault or or his fault or whomever you want to lay blame. I, all that matters is your best offensive lineman is not going to play for you this year. So what are you doing to remedy that? They're going to have twenty plus million dollars to get that that they, that they will inherit after Rodney retires. But everybody's saying we'll go get somebody right now. That's the biggest question mark. The, the, the that we cannot find a lot. Like they have not signed Billy Price or J.C. Treader or Matt Paradise or any of these guys, and that would put an uh, an exclamation point of oh yeah it's over so i guess frank sanders you're asking is he officially retired we we won't have confirmation until number one he either doesn't show up to training camp and they have to make that announcement or number two we see a transaction go through that they've signed a starting center i guess until then Bo, we can just speculate yeah i mean it's mere speculation but also you can look at you know cliff kingsbury's body language that the realization kicked in mandatory minicamp when he made those comments i mean it just it just felt like they found out then it wasn't any time before that because you would have thought they would be more proactive in filling the spot instead of having what uh, lasidia smith the sixth round pick out of virginia tech and justin Pugh at this stage in his career take snaps at the center position they probably expected him to be there and he didn't show up and they were pissed and they should be i'm surprised we haven't seen at least even the most minor of moods at any depth at that position for the Arizona Cardinals for the upcoming season. You know, if you're Rodney Hudson, though, maybe you don't like the toll it's taking in your body. Maybe you should tap into some OGs. OGs makes you feel better. It's going to get you a good headspace. Your body's going to be feeling good. They can tailor any cannabis experience for what you're looking for. OGs. They, they also have some phenomenal – and it, it, guys, I can't even say that. I can't let the cat out of the bag, but I was on a call with them today. They have some phenomenal shit coming out here in the next couple months. I think mid-September, you will see something that no other cannabis company has on the market. Mark my words. And they've, I mean, this is the company that brought you orange creamsicle, Frank Sanders. That's your favorite gummy of all time. That's goat. And of course, all the time flavor right now, 
<laughs> Pina Colada. He's got to put the shades on when we're talking about OGs. Oh, a perfect pineapple and cream coconut blend. So right. That's why. That's, That's right. Frank Sanders. Check out OGs online. Of course, you can stay up to date with any of their new releases, what's going on with them on Instagram, at OGs Brands. And, of course, check them out, ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. You can find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. So we got a lot of – go ahead, Bo. Well, we were talking about Kyler Murray signing him to this mega extension. We talked about Jake Plummer, that era of signal callers for the Arizona Cardinals, but we forgot about one special passer in Arizona Cardinals history. I was watching a 97 Cardinals-Pittsburgh Steelers game, and this uh, this prospect comes up. Frank Sanders rolling out on the gadget play. Look at that arm. On a rope. (laughs) Try it. Look at this over, over, over look at like seeming it right between my guy's back shoulder, number 30. You suck. Wow. <laughs> I got this game. Frank, do you remember that call coming in the huddle? I do, and I was excited about it. We knew these guys, uh, they they ran after the ball. I mean, they were ball hoggers all, all the way. And all we need to do was, you know, pitch the ball to the running back and they give it to me. Me and Rob, that, man. Go ahead. Wasn't, wasn't that the game that Kent Graham uh got carried off on a stretcher? Went to sleep. It was ugly. <laughs> It yeah, wasn't good. Jerome, yes. Bet- Jerome Bettis won the game on a on a on a touchdown run. It wasn't good. It wasn't. Damn, good. how do I remember that shit? Because <laughs> it was painful. It was so that painful. was one of Jake Plummer's first. Yeah, he, seen action. He, he came in for uh for Kent Graham, and then it was like it was funny. It was like the Jake Plummer thing to do. As soon as like the starting quarterback went out, Jake Plummer will come in, and all of a sudden, hey, let's open up the playbook. What <laughs> the fuck? What's going on here? Like and the the cards were fun. That's why everybody was clamoring for Jake to to play. It was it was uh, Jake. Jake just had a different spirit about him, man. Our offensive line was horrible at the time. We was averaging almost sixty to seventy five sacks a season. It was bad on behalf of the quarterback. My first two years in the NFL, we led the league in sacks given up, given up, and that was horrible. And so we still have, we still have the same offensive line situation, but we have agile quarterbacks. And Jake gave us a, he gave us the spark. That gave us opportunities, man. I, third down receptions, I caught plenty of them because with that, we didn't have an a Kent Graham and a John Buck or a Stony Case. We didn't have that when we had, you know, uh, my first year was Dave Craig. That's 16 years, Dave mm-hmm. Craig. And it was not good. Dave Craig was sitting in the pocket and taking a beating. So, uh, but that, that play was called and I was excited about it, man, because I know I had a rope of an arm. That was the year that they were going after Joe Montana. And then their consolation prize was Dave Craig. <laughs> and that's uh, the Cardinals in a nutshell in the 90s. Same, same, uh, same scenario once upon a time, Peyton Manning to, to Kevin Cobb. Uh, yeah, that's how we do things. I watch Frank Sanders throw the football, though, and I, I would much rather have seen that than somebody like Chris Strebler throw the football. Like, I, I, I don't think you guys realize. Like, I just – I, I got to take it back for a second. Like, you guys don't realize how good you have it now with the Arizona Cardinals. Compared you guys? To where the we get it. No, you're no, not old no, enough no, to no, get no, it. You no, were like no, fucking no, in diapers no, when this no, shit no, happened, no, okay? No. I was in high school. I <laughs> lived this shit every single day, and it was brutal. And my man had to go – he had to actually live it, which is even more brutal. Man alive. Whew, it was some rough not days back then. Eight years with the Cardinals, I had one winning season. And that's we barely made it to the playoffs, like nine and seven. Hey, I'm telling you, I, there's one and person in the that – there's one person to thank for that change, and it's, it's Michael Bidwell. I put it in my article, gophnx.com. You can read it right now. 
Before Michael Bidwell took over, 15 years preceding 2007, Cardinals had 13 losing seasons. Since 2007, they've had only five losing seasons. So as my man Saul put it, I mean, we're frustrated right now. It's been a lackluster offseason. We're going through it right now with, with K-1. But, I mean, they're still a favorite to borderline make the playoffs, and that uh, is more you can say for a lot of teams. Check that out and more. GoPHNX.com. Become a member. 50 cents for your first month, $8.99 for the subsequent months. Check us out, PHNX Sports on Twitter. I want to remind everybody as we prep for the season, having a good time at Four Peaks, having a good time at some tailgate events. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest to you. Um, Aaron Lee in the chat. Great playoffs, though. Beat the Cowboys that year. That's that's a nice consolation prize yeah. for eight years of futility. You get to beat up on the Dallas Cowboys. And, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks, gentlemen. Will we? Won't we get a Kyler Murray contract extension? Will we hear something on Rodney Hudson? Will we get a free agency signing? Uh, check out all that and more here. Training camp kicks off in just under two weeks. We'll have all continued coverage here at PHNX Cardinals. PHNX Cardinals live every day at 4 p.m. We've got an audio-only podcast dropping tomorrow. We're talking Steve Keim and where he relates to all other general managers in the NFL. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. We will see you guys back live on Monday. Until then, peace.